there, loggers. This is Josh coming at you with another episode of the Bite-Sized Breakdown. And today, I wanted to talk about the Level 5 Guild Games series. Um, what, 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 what do those words even mean, you may ask? Well, come on, come on close. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm already, I'm already inside your ears. Maybe. Yeah, my the vibrations of my mouth are already inside your ear. So I think um th- that's probably that's probably close enough. You don't have to get any closer. We're 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 cool with about as much space as there is between us right now. So anyways, level five guild games. What what does that mean? Okay, so level five is a uh, a video game developer, you know? Um they have a bunch of series, a, a lot of popular series actually. They um are quite the large developer in Japan. And while they may not have as much fame over here in the States, they certainly have done a number of series that have been brought over here. Um, they're, they're well known for their RPG and strategy series. Um, if you've heard of the Dark Cloud series, they did those. Professor Layton. Um, Inazuma Eleven's another really popular one, but that's much more popular in Japan. But the Nino Kuni games were level 5. And then Yokai Watch, which again exploded in Japan, but not quite so popular over here in America. So they decided that they wanted to work with certain other video game related people, other other video game auteurs on small games for the 3DS. So they basically approached different uh, video game creators and asked them if they wanted to work together on a project that they had been, you know, kicking around in their mind. Not a full, you know, like 20 hour video game. But if you have a short idea, let's flush it out together and let's put it out um, under this series. And that's that's what the Guild series was. It was where Level 5 sort of contracted with specific people in the video game industry to create a small experience, um, something that they were passionate about. And so the first four games in the Guild series were released in Japan. They were bundled together on a 3DS cart. And so those first four games came out as Guild Oh, one was the title of the game. Um, and then later they released Guild 02, although my understanding is that that was actually digitally released and um, you're able to purchase the game separately. Here in America, all seven of these games um, are available on the eShop. They did not make physical versions of any of these games. But they did bring them all over here to America, just obviously in a different form. So the first four games in Guild Zero One were a game called Liberation Maiden, a game called Arrow Porter, Crimson Shroud, and Weapon Shop de Omase. The second volume had three games, which were Attack of the Friday Monsters, Bugs vs. Tanks, and the Starship Damray. So the reason I wanted to talk about the Level 5 Guild series of games is because as I'm going through hashtag Backlog Golf, um, I'm taking a look at the games that I own that are short experiences, something that I can, um, you know, play through in you know about a week or whatever and uh, get an extra point in Backlog Golf. Why not? You know, just knock them out of the backlog and, and go through it. So I've tackled a couple of these recently and I've talked about it little bit here on the podcast that I, I played through Attack of the Friday Monsters. So then I remembered, hey, I own a few more of these games from this same series, and I'm going to look a little bit more into it. And so that's kind of, uh, this is the fruit of my labor here today of just kind of researching and seeing what these games were all about. 
I think the idea behind this whole initiative is fantastic. I love that some of these creators were just able to flex their creative muscles and make something that did not take a huge AAA budget in order to make, but something that, you know, they wanted to kick around some ideas and see how it would work. Now, this definitely means that none of these games are really fleshed out. Like I said, they, they're all short experiences, under 10 hours. But, of course, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so th they've been fun to kind of kick around with. Now, that said, I do not own all of these games. I've only purchased and played through five of these games, which I just found out over the weekend. I, th I thought I already did own all these games, but come to find out there were two other ones that eluded my grasp up until... Well, no, they still elude my... I don't own the other two games. So while I do want to talk about each of the games that I have played, there are two games here. Um, there's Bugs vs. Tanks, which is a game that Level 5 teamed up with Keiji Inafune, the um, so-called father of Mega Man, or the Mega Man series. Um, but Bugs vs. Tanks has not gotten very good reviews, so I doubt that I will be picking that one up at, at all, ever. And then the other game that I haven't played is the game called Arrow Porter, which is a simulation game made um, in cooperation with Ute Saito. He is very well known for his um, the Seaman series of games, which are just a whole other uh, bag of weirdness all on its own. If you want to take a look into that, go for it. Um, it's, it's quite interesting, but it is really weird. Um, that said, Aeroporter is apparently um, a game where you're just kind of juggling different uh, airport terminals and trying to, to ship things off to different airports. I, I don't know. Something like that. It does sound like it's a fun game, but I have not picked it up and played it just yet. So the other games in the series, and I'm just going to kind of go kind of in the order that I've played them, but in reverse. So the last game that I played um, is the Starship Damray. Now, this is a 3D basically a point-and-click adventure game. I personally am not a big fan of these types of games in general. So my hot take on it is that it is fun for what it is. Um, it definitely is a little frustrating if you're not used to the genre, which I am not. Um, it, it has a great atmosphere. It's, it's very suspenseful and creepy. Um, you're stuck on this abandoned spaceship out in space, obviously. You're not sure what happened, why every, everything, all the people that you come in contact with are corpses, basically. So, but th this game, you're supposed to go into it blind, so there's not so much that I can talk about. For this game, Level 5 teamed up with, I'm probably going to butcher their names, excuse me, but Kazuya Asano and Takamaru Abiko, who are known for their writing and developing of point-and-click adventure games in Japan. Um, they also, they, at least... Kazuya Asano has worked on the Tornico series, which was kind of the precursor to the um, Mystery Dungeon series that's that's still kicking around in various forms today. Um, so these guys, while I don't personally know them, I haven't played their games before, uh, they have been around in the industry. So they teamed up, they made this point-and-click adventure game. Um, the only other thing that I can say about it is that the 3D is really good. If you do decide to pick this one up, if it if it tickles your fancy, if you want to spend a few hours in an abandoned uh, spaceship, then go ahead and crank that 3D slider up on your 3DS because 
it looks really good. There's there's no weirdness with moving um, objects because they, you know, you only move in little increments because it's a first-person kind of dungeon-crawling type game. Next up, we have Attack of the Friday Monsters, and this is one that I have talked about on the podcast before. This was developed in tandem with Kaz Ayabe, who apparently he is the creator of a few series in Japan that have never come to the States, so, I mean, you probably have not run into his works before. But that said, I do think his writing shines through in this little game. Um, in terms of gameplay, there's not that much. You're a 10-year-old boy, you're walking around, you're the new kid in town, so you're meeting other kids, you're going on adventures, it kind of feels like you're a part of the Goonies going around. You can't really tell, it's a really interesting game because you can't really tell if what's happening in the game is just in his head because he's a 10-year-old boy, or if it's actually, you know, if it's all an allegory for something that's going on, um, you don't know. But what happened, it's called Attack of the Friday Monsters. Because there are these kaiju that come and attack the city every Friday. And everyone understands that. Um, and, and your fam- family still decided to move to this town for some reason, even though it gets attacked every Friday. Um, regardless, uh, it is a fun little game. I, in just a short blurb, I would say it's like playing a Miyazaki film. Um, it reminded me of something like My Neighbor Totoro because it just captures that nostalgic vibe of being a kid and with with all of the wide-eyed optimism of of seeing a field and just dreaming up adventures in your mind. Uh, th- this game, I feel, captures that very well. Even though I didn't grow up in Japan in the 70s, um, it doesn't matter. I, th- I think just being a child and understanding the way that a child um, thinks and interacts with other children and then seeing kind of being able to zoom out because you interact with adults as well and see how they react to different situations. I, I just think it is a very well-written game. So this one definitely comes recommended, especially if you're in the mood for something a little more laid back. Um, again, there's there's not too much gameplay, but it is a very endearing game. So this one um, I would definitely recommend. Next up on my list is a little game called Liberation Maiden. Now, this one is insane. And if you understand its creator, well, it kind of makes more sense that it doesn't make sense. This one um, is where Level 5 teamed up with Goichi Suda, also known as Suda51. He's the creator behind a lot of crazy games like Killer7 and No More Heroes uh, and Lollipop Chainsaw, if you've seen anything about that game. Just absolutely kind of ridiculous types of games that I will I will admit kind of push the limit sometimes on the things that I enjoy, but he's just a, a wacky Japanese man. So this game, Liberation Maiden, is a lot of fun. Um, th- th- so the premise is your main character is the president of New Japan, and she decides to, um, there is an attack upon Japan, and she decides to jump in her huge mech suit and destroy the incoming invaders. Yeah, that's right. So already we have a premise that is absolutely insane and sounds like a lot of fun. Well, the game itself is a lot of fun as well. So you're basically flying around the map and you are tapping on enemies and shooting down your enemies while you're um, controlling this giant mech. 
It is a very unique game, especially in the way that it controls, but it's a lot of fun. It almost feels sort of like Star Fox-esque, maybe sort of more like Star Fox 2 in the sort of strategy element, but it is a very fast-paced action game, so it's not quite strategy, it's just you have to decide how many enemies you want to kind of encircle by tapping on them before you shoot because you become very vulnerable right after you shoot, and it's kind of this risk-reward system as you're flying around. It's a short little game, I believe. If I remember correctly, it only has like four levels, um, so you can beat this one really quickly, but it is a lot of fun, and I, I would recommend it for a nice little arcade action game that is just wacky and over-the-top and takes itself way too seriously even though it's kind of a nod and a wink, if again, if you know Suda51, that's kind of the type of humor that he does. And next up, we have a little game called Crimson Shroud. Now, this one is a joint venture by Level 5 and Yasumi Matsuno. If you know who this guy is, he is the guy behind the Ivalice series of games. So this would include games like Final Fantasy XII, the uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre times, Vagrant Story, Ogre Battle, all these kind of games that share, somewhat share a world, they definitely share an art style. So this game that he decided he wanted to create was he wanted to try and make a D&D campaign into a video game. So while this is very much like a, a, a JRPG, um, it also feels like you're playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons. I personally have never played Dungeons and Dragons in the flesh with anyone, so I can't say whether or not he actually pulled this off as well as he could. But what I do know is that this was a really good game, especially for its short length. You make decisions, you battle monsters. It has a very melancholy story to it um, that definitely, at least it did for me, kept me hooked for the few hours that the game takes. You actually use the bottom screen to kind of throw dice when you decide to, to make a move or you know attack enemies or things like that. Um, there was one part in this game where I had to continuously fight the same enemy in order to get a specific item to drop. That was frustrating. I'll just say it out loud. Um, but the rest of the game, I really enjoyed. So it is a bit of a flawed experience. But if you're interested in Dungeons and Dragons at all, if you like um, Matsuno's other games, this one definitely comes highly recommended for me. And then lastly, we have Weapon Shop de Omase. Well, before I lay all my cards on the table here, let's take a look at... Who made this game? Okay, so Level 5 and Yoshiyuki Hirai. This guy was a comedian, but he's also a voice actor. He, Japanese, obviously, if you couldn't tell by the name. He's also a Japanese voice actor. But being a comedian, he decided, okay, if, you know, if I'm going to make a video game. Well, what's the premise? Okay, well, my premise is that, you know, you play these JRPGs and you go and you level up and you get better equipment and you fight enemies and you take down the enemies. Well, what about those people, those NPCs in those towns? What about those people who are actually crafting the weapons for the hero to go on his journey? What about them? I'm going to make a video game about them. And so in this game, you are an apprentice at a blacksmith shop. Okay, so you're being taught how to make equipment for these heroes that come into the shop. 
in terms of gameplay, um, you're playing a rhythm game. So you beat down the metal in order to make swords and armor. I think there's armor. I don't know. I remember at least there were weapons in this game that you're that you're making, and you hit the 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 smoldering metal to the beat that the game provides for you. And depending on how well you keep to the beat, um, your weapon is of greater quality. And then your heroes kind of cycle through your shop and tell you of their adventures. And if you are providing them good equipment, then they're actually able to, to you know, take down the bad guys and stuff like that. And so you get this rapport with these heroes that are on their quests while you are able to make better and better equipment throughout the game. This one, when I played it, this one hooked me. Um, maybe it's just the simple rhythm of the game, like both the gameplay of, you know, just tapping the screen, um, and then just the, the constant flow of new weapons and new characters coming through. It's very well written. It's funny. Obviously, the, the guy who wrote it was a comedian. Um, it is just a very charming game, and it had me hooked through. This might be the longest one that I play. I think I put a good like seven or eight hours into it when I finished it. But out of all the games in the Guild Initiative, this was my favorite right after um, Crimson Shroud. Or right before Crimson Shroud, I guess, if this is number one. Anyways, if, the, if you're not going to... You're not going to buy any of these games, or or you only have you know eight dollars and you want to buy one of these games. Um, Weapon Shop Deomase is my favorite of the bunch. It's the one that I would recommend the most, unless there's one that particularly um, catches your type of playstyle. Maybe you don't like rhythm games. Well, if you're a fan of JRPGs, then go for Crimson Shroud. If you're a, game, a fan of action games, then go for Liberation Maiden. Um, if you want something absolutely insane that, well, I mean, I guess that would be Liberation Maiden too, but, um, you know, Ute Saito's game, Arrow Porter, I, I, I'm assuming there's something crazy in there because the guy made Seaman. Um, so I'm sure it's not just an airport simulator. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't put the cart before the horse and I should actually buy the game and play it before I start talking to you guys about it. So with that, I think we're done for the evening. This has been um, the Level 5 Guild series. Um, of course, if you have any experience with this series of games, um, you can always reach out to us through social media. Um, we'll be sure and get back with you. Maybe we can talk about it again on a future episode. But I thought this was a fun enough little experiment in the gaming world that I think they are a lot of these games are worth your time you know I, there hasn't been any experience that I've had with these games where I just straight up did not enjoy it um and even when I did feel that it was kind of a slog well I I understand that that's kind of my own misgivings like I said I'm not a big fan of point and click adventure games um but with a nice guide it, it was fun to go through that game it was definitely an interesting little journey that um, I was able to enjoy because I do think it was still well-written. And I think that is because these are tiny little passion projects, right? This isn't something that a soulless corporation put together. It's just like, hey, you got some free time? We'll put out a tiny little 3DS game. You know, they bundled four of these games into a retail release. Um, so these were really kind of labors of love by their creators, and I think it shows. Even if the games are not the most polished in the world, they definitely have heart and passion poured into them, and they're well worth your time. So, till next time, loggers, this is Josh signing off, encouraging you 
to keep beating down your backlog and will keep breaking down the benefits. Peace out, yo! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. <laughs>